0: Homemakers, our show is made possible by a few carefully selected advertisers and because of our Patreon friends. If you haven't yet, we invite you to show your love for the show by becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash Homemaker Chic Podcast. There you will receive downloads to both of our cookbooks, exclusive access to snippets of the Homemaker Chic book as it's being written, and a private invitation at the end of every season to join us for our live fangirl party call. You can be a part of Homemaker Chic and show your support for the show by visiting patreon.com forward slash Homemaker Chic Podcast. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Homemaker Chic Podcast. And now let's rock this show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Homemaker
1: Chic Podcast. This is the podcast for homemakers all around the world. Whether you're experienced, whether you're an aspiring homemaker, we're your people. This is where we are rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind. It's tough work. You're gonna have to grind it out some days, but we're here to do it with you. And it's nice to know you're not alone, frankly. <laughs> you're not alone. You are not alone. I am Shay Elliott of the Elliott Homestead.com, joined by Angela Reed of ParisianFarmgirl.com. We are the hosts of this podcast that now has well over two million downloads, which means we've had a lot of homemaker ears, for better or for worse. <laughs> We hope for the better. Uh, We talked about this a bit on Monday, but we are growing right alongside with you as homemakers. So we're learning as we go. We're we're
0: growing
1: as we grow.
0: (laughs) Growing as we grow. Wow, Shay, that was profound. It's Thursday. (laughs) It's
1: Thursday. Um, We're growing. We're changing. We're moving. I... I'm going through my phone reel, all the pictures I've taken on my phone to organize them for my children's baby books. I want them to have tangible pictures in their hand of their childhood. And in Mm -hmm. doing so, I've had to scroll back through every picture I've taken for the last six or seven years. And that's humbling because you're like, wow, did you think that outfit looked good? Like, oh, boy. (laughs) And, you know, as recently as, I don't know, six months ago, you're like, really? I think that eye pencil was maybe a little dark,
0: don't you? Like, may- what were we, what doing, were we doing, there? doing there? Is there a reason? Is there a reason for that? Um, my kids are so nasty to me. They will take my phone and, you know, I have like serious RBF. So <laughs> we'll be sitting as a family or whatever. And they'll take my phone mm-hmm. if I'm just sitting while well, I'm not looking. And they'll zoom in like really far to like just my eyes and my nose and take a picture yeah. of me. Here, mom, this is what you look like. like. <laughs> yeah, absolutely terrible. And they just laugh, <laughs> like you know, nobody really wants Mm-mm. that. Mm. Nobody wants to feel like that little turd. No, nope.
1: nobody does. Nobody does. But it's good to remember. We're always growing. Yep. I'm not the same person. You're not the same person that you were six months ago. Thank God. No, truly. Right. Um, and I love that. I would rather that be the case than look back and be like, dang, that was my prime. Guess it's all downhill from now,
0: <laughs> from here on out. Right. I love <laughs> it when people are like, don't change. No. yeah, like you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Give me a break. <laughs> Please. How boring would that yeah. be? Yeah. Well, 85, 90 years of not changing. Don't you think that's yeah. really tricky? Those are really tricky waters to navigate in the jobs that we have because we're bloggers. And I do. I think- <sighs> You know, like people that discovered, you know, I have people that have been following me for 16, 17 years. So they've seen like a huge, they've the whole spectrum. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That can be really tricky. Um, I see a lot of this with our recipes because we still just cook with really humble, normal ingredients. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, like if I, like we ordered oysters for my birthday last year, you know, and mm-hmm. you inevitably get mm-hmm. the, oh, that must be nice to be able to afford oysters. And um, I think that's interesting. And I I'm, I feel so grateful. Like as me, the person living my life, I genuinely thank God that I don't have to – I'm not still in that same financial position that we were right? when we wrote From Scratch, for example, which was wrote, yes. wrote written when I think our grocery <laughs> budget was like $45 a week. I mean, it was mm-hmm. tight, so tight. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad to not be there anymore. I'm not going to pretend right. like I'm there. I don't want to be there anymore. I don't want to <laughs> be there. T- there why anymore. would I pretend yeah. like I am? No, thank you. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Anyway,
0: yeah, it's tricky. yeah, it's that. It is interesting when you're um with jobs like ours because you're. You're talking about what you're experiencing. So if you're experiencing being broke or you're experiencing being a first time mom or a mom of three toddlers, you know, then that changes. It does. That, that does go away. And you change with that, it. I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, yeah, hear that
1: message, guys. That's okay to change. Please change. Please grow. Like always.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Always. That's okay. And it's okay if you're not everybody's cup of tea either. That's okay, too. But that's not the point of today's podcast. Today, we are going to- we're growing. Talk about preparedness in the garden because preparedness makes possible. It makes it possible for us to do stuff. Angela and I are both seasoned gardeners with flowers, with vegetables, with all the stuff. Although I do want to talk about other stuff today. I'm going to challenge our vegetable gardens a little bit. I haven't told you about this. But- it's going to be a fun topic. Um, So this is season 11 of Homemaker Chic Podcast, where preparedness makes possible. We are talking and deep diving into how being prepared allows the homemaker to have rest, to have freedom, to have confidence in what she's doing, mm-hmm. um, gives her direction, gives her motivation so that ultimately the home can be a nucleus of... Wealth and refreshment and love and generosity and all the things that it needs to be for the people coming in and out all the time. Mm -hmm. That's the goal here. And like a charging station in the very best way. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I think this topic, this season too, like really, it fights the hot mess culture. Oh, yes, it does. (laughs) And I hate the hot mess, the glamorization of the hot mess culture. I hate it. So I'm happy to be waging that battle for 16 16 episodes Mm -hmm. with you.
1: Stu and I went over to Bellevue,
0: which is a kind of a swanky
1: um, sort Mm -hmm. of suburb of Seattle. And we had our anniversary dinner over there, which was a lot of fun. We stayed in a hotel in Bellevue. It's a lot safer than Seattle right now. And you don't ever have to really go into the city. So it was a lot of fun. Um, while we were there, we went to Nordstrom Rack, and uh we went to a few thrift stores, and we were only there for maybe twenty four hours, not even quite twenty four hours okay. actually. And in that time, I saw four grown women, oh boy, at nice places in their pajama bottoms and slippers and i don't mean like i went to the gym maybe in my pajama pants i mean like they just got out of bed and just came to the store in their pajama bottoms and i guess i haven't really ventured out of my little bubble often mm-hmm. in the last couple years you know i haven't been to seattle uh-huh. in the last couple years i'm like is this is this what Why is not? this normal is like is this what <laughs> we're doing now is this the hot mess culture I think we like are.
0: put out into the world <laughs> Uh, I think so. It's funny you should say that. So on Monday, you know, you asked like what I had been up to, and I did go visit my grandparents in Michigan. So I have to go all the way down, up and around the lake. It's a huge drive. And so I broke that up with, a, ironically, with a trip to Nordstrom. And I had Amelie, and we ate. Um, It was just fun. We just looked at perfume and looked at stuff. Everything wasn't really as pretty as I wanted it to be, which was a slight disappointment. But we ate uh, at the Nordstrom Cafe. So you're up really high and you're looking out onto everyone and then the other way onto the parking lot. And while we had a 45 minute meal, Amelie said, Mom, I've seen three people in sweatpants coming into the mall. Mm -hmm. She goes, is that like that, we're doing that now, huh? That's like it's official. It's not just at the in the Target displays, or you know, like this is this is how we dress now when we go out in mm-hmm. public. Yeah, it's, it's happening. What? Yeah, like she goes. I. She's like, I, I, you know, you. I remember back in the day, like you went to Nordstrom so you could feel like swanky. I oh, remember yeah. like, just being so flat broke, and like it had, I had no business in Nordstrom. I. Don't have any business in Nordstrom now, but like I just remember, like this was a, such a treat, you mm-hmm. know, to just be surrounded by beautiful, well-made things, and everyone looked nice, and yeah, no, isn't that crazy? It's Like, but it was crazy to see it, you know, have a teenager mm-hmm. like looking out the window, going, "I guess this is mm-hmm. what that's we're doing." Not what we're
1: doing, ladies. Yeah. It's not that's not what we're, we're doing. not doing. Don't it. do that to yourself. There's no need.
0: We should change our tagline. We're not doing that. No <laughs> sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> we're not doing that. Denim jumpers aren't even a threat know, anymore. It's <laughs> sweatpants. No sweatpants. Sweatpants. Um,
1: yeah, actually, <laughs> one of the women I saw was in sweatpants. The other three were actually in like pajama bottoms. Like one of them had SpongeBob Printed pajama bottoms pajama. on, yeah. and one of them was mm-hmm. in a hotel bar eating dinner, at a night at yeah, that's a great. nice hotel in a nice town. Bellevue's a nice town.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah. Don't get
1: it. Don't get it. I, I don't get
0: it. I, like, I have no I content. I got
1: nothing here. <laughs> uh, keep pushing the edge of the envelope, ladies. Keep, keep upping the game. You know, seasons ago, we talked about setting the table and like eating as a group of people around the table. I don't care who those people are. And mm-hmm. there was a lady who hadn't done this in ages. She did it. The neighborhood kid stopped by and was like, what's going on here? And she's like, we're eating dinner at the table. Young sir, that's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was so taken back <laughs> that he went and told his mom about it. Like, you're never going to believe what these people are doing. They're eating at the table together without the ball
0: game it's on. Leave it to Beaver over there.
1: <laughs> Push it, you guys. Fight for that culture. Push fight it. for the culture in your home.
0: Yes. Fight for the culture in your home. Thank you for saying that. Go ahead and... You know what? We did like a "What Makes Us Weird" episode a long time. We should do another <laughs> one. Be weird! Yeah. It's your turf. Mm-hmm. Be mm-hmm. weird in your own home. Do do the things you want to yep. do. You want to wear a dress? Yep. Yay! You want to yeah. do the, those things? Whatever dinner, those things are. With, do do all those things. You know, because we're although yeah, we're talking about up-leveling, like re- refining the art. If we're rescuing the art of homemaking, mm-hmm. art is not a hot mess. And that stuff that they say looks like art that is a hot mess. I don't call it art. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's tricky because
1: even the culture of a home, you know, there are still things that are good. There are still things that are true. There are still things that are beautiful. So it's not just Mm -hmm. like a, hey, do whatever you want and just own it. It's tricky because it's, Mm -hmm. there's so much freedom there, but it's not fully subjective. Like there Right. You could have a very vile, evil culture of your home. Don't do that. (laughs) We're not saying, Mm -hmm. hey, own that. You know, Mm -hmm. we're talking about if you want to if you're the weird family and your young kids don't have cell phones, just be the weird family whose kids don't have cell phones like that's okay. Be the weird family who sits around the table. Be the weird – I wore mm-hmm. a skirt and my high heels the other day around the house. These high heels are so comfortable. They're like loafers, and I love them. And for no reason. It was just a random mm-hmm. day that I was just wearing high heels around my kitchen because I wanted to. Like, that's okay. And we're creating mm-hmm. a culture of our home when we do these things. Mm-hmm. That's what we're talking about.
0: Hmm. It's tricky, isn't it? It is. It is because you, there's – you know, it's like a whole – Thing that it can border on sounding dogmatic that's not the point the point is like it there are a lot of us that crave more mm-hmm. and we do crave beauty and we do see what's going on out there and we don't want it coming yep. in and i think there's you know there's little things that we can do that make these four walls our little world and i I think the homemaker, I, I dogmatic, sure. I think the homemaker should be really passionate about prote- protecting that mm-hmm. and making it what she wants it to be. Um, you know this—the the woman you were referencing that started setting the table for dinner, like they—that mm-hmm. was a change. Mm-hmm. That was a fork in the road. That was a hard right mm-hmm. she made, like a hard turn, opposite direction. Here we go. We're gonna go do this now. It's different. Come to the table, and she had to train her kids to be a part of that. Teenagers.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Not easy. Not easy. <laughs> Nothing is easy. Nothing. Nothing is easy. <laughs> Nothing is easy, you guys. The sooner we accept that, the sooner we'll probably find rest instead of fighting it. It's like swimming upstream.
0: <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. Find the way you should go. Um, Again, not what we're talking about today. So should we, Uh, well, first up. We should thank American Blossom Linens for sponsoring.
0: Yeah, let's find some yeah there. Season
1: 11. Um, I can tell you, I am sleeping on a mattress in my living room floor right now for everybody to partake up. <laughs> uh, and I still have made my bed with my beautiful linens from American Blossom Linens, and we want you to do the same. So go to HomemakerChicPodcast.com. There's a big red button. You'll see American Blossom Linens logo you can just click that, and the coupon code is there, Homemaker Sheet20, for 20% off these, quite literally, once in a lifetime purchase sheets. So these are amazing American grown cotton. They are combed to make them very soft. Um, we call them new vintage. What did you call them? New vintage. Modern, modern vintage, vintage. Thank modern you. Vintage. That was the word. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what they feel like. You know, those vintage old pillowcases that you can get and they are like, they're crisp, but they're so incredibly soft.
0: Smooth. That's what these feel like. Yeah. I'll
1: tell you, we yeah. wear our sheets here. We are like a farming family and my kids are hard on stuff. I have had these sheets mm-hmm. now for years and years and they look beautiful and they've worn beautifully uh, except for the few Sharpie marks. But those are not the sheet's fault. <laughs>
0: Those are pure no those no, are pure the, the user. Ale. Nail polish and the
1: uh yeah. But no,
0: actually, well, right before you said that, I was thinking, like, I have some sets that are two years old and my other sheets would have had yeah, you know, I told you before, like my kids have like spurs. They they wear holes down by their ankles. The other fitted sheets would have had holes yeah. in them long past. Yep. Cast, yep. So.
1: so we always encourage you to buy better and not more. So if you need to save up, make sure you use that coupon code, Chic 20 um, This is an opportunity to do that, to be prepared with what you need to sleep well, which is super important. Prepare your linen cabinet. Have all those beautiful sheets lined up and ready because your kid will probably have an accident at some point. You're going to need some dry <laughs> sheets. Be prepared.
0: <laughs> prepared makes
1: possible. <laughs> exactly. Um, and thank you to Janet for sponsoring season 11. So shall we pour a glass, deep
0: dive into the garden? Yes, let's do. Mm -hmm. Please, please. This show is sponsored by Dry Farm Wines, dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. We're going to do a big season of education. Shay Shay and I are going to share little tidbits with you on um, Monday. She shared about Gamay and uh, the Mm Morgon. Or as Shay says, the Morgan region. It's <laughs> just so great to hear you say Morgan. I was like, Did you see blood pouring out of my mouth as I bit my tongue? Morgan. Listen, n- this is a Morgan. Not to totally derail this
1: conversation, but I'm learning Italian sure. right now, and that's a different conversation. Okay. But my wires are so crossed that I still don't think it would have been Morgan. I, I, Somebody asked me a question in Italian that I'm supposed to respond to the other day, and I uh-huh. responded
0: in French. <laughs> I was like, "This, I don't know. I don't know what's going on at there. I don't know." How so I'm just—I thought my name was Shay the other day, so that's okay. <laughs> uh, so uh, you—you've heard us. You know why we drink Dry Farm because there's no garbage. Go—go go do a little research. You'll see why. Okay, dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. Um, So today, for the weekend, this is what I I have pulled for the weekend. It's the buble I've had that one. It's a uh, Cremant d'Alsace. So it's an Alsacian white sparkling. Pretty excited about this one. Uh, So here's the thing. Because Dry Farm is not adding additional sugars, they're a low alcohol beverage. So this is, um, where is it? 11.91% alcohol by volume. And there are four different kinds of grapes in this, 45% bourgeois, 57% Pinot Blanc, 2% Pinot Noir, which is fun, and 60% Chardonnay. But it's that low alcohol uh, content I want to talk about really quick because we use uh, champagne as an aperitif in our house. And Dry Farm specifically, their bubbly really complements that idea. So an aperitif is like a stimulant. Uh, to get your digestive juices flowing. But sugar, sugary drinks tend to limit the um, amount of non-sugary foods that a person wants to eat. So you don't really want to go in swinging hard with a very sugary aperitif because it sort of ruins the meal, has sort of the opposite effect. And um, the appetite is also diminished when there's too much alcohol in the system. So you don't want to Drink a bunch of beverages before your meal. You want to take a few sips of uh, a beverage like champagne or a sparkling to stimulate the palate, and that low alcohol content will keep it so that you're still prepared to eat the meal. Your enzymes, and your digest, you know your your di- digestive juices and mm-hmm. everything, and um, then that low that low sugar makes it so you still want to eat. So that's why a sparkling wine is a great choice as an aperitif, and even better. A dry farm sparkling because there's so much less sugar involved. So that is my mm-hmm. my pro tip for you um, when it comes to the weekend. And say so you're having a meal and you're in the kitchen, you're cooking. And if you think, oh, it'd be nice to have a glass of champagne, that is a great idea <laughs> while you're mm-hmm. chopping and slicing and dicing and sauteing. Yes, and have a so. few olives or something. Yes, Just absolutely. Shavings of
1: Parmesan cheese. Our mm-hmm. um, fancy anniversary supper that we went to we went to this fancy restaurant with a couple um friends of ours and we sat down and everyone was like oh what should we start with and i was like we're gonna start with a bottle of champagne like what Absolutely. this isn't up for discussion <laughs> and we did and a lot of them <laughs> loved it so i i kind of trained them on that just a little bit like
0: my friend angela she taught me this yeah. is always how so you start. if you're out and you can't get your hands on a dry farm order a brute because then you're not you don't want to get something that's really sweet mm-hmm. um champagne or sparkling because they they will come in all ranges of of sugariness. Yeah. But all the dry all the um sparklings that I get from Dry Farmer. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so good that just means yep, dry. So yep. good. Crisp and wonderful. Love
1: it. Dryfarmwines.com forward slash Homemaker Chic. Make sure you use that link because you can get an extra bottle in your first order for just a penny. And remember that if you're in a state that doesn't allow you to import alcohol, you can have it shipped to your local liquor store. So you can just go there, talk to somebody, and we have found they are more than willing to let you have them delivered there. And they'll just let you know and you can go pick up your box from there so remember this is totally customized to what you want if you want three six nine or 12 bottles if you want it just one time to give it a try or if you want it to be sent to you monthly if you want reds if you want bubbles if you want whites you have a lot of freedom there to go find what you love to drink frankly so Mm -hmm. pour a glass we're going out into the garden today
0: oh man (laughs) can't wait
1: at least i am i don't know about angel i don't know if it's uh still really soggy there
0: it's pretty soggy okay. it's pretty soggy. okay but i'm gonna pretend i mean i'm in the greenhouse i'm planting yeah. got happy little sprouts growing <coughs> happy everywhere Happy little sprouts so happy, happy little sprouts okay here is the question of
1: the day i think okay when we're talking it? about preparedness in the garden preparedness makes possible what are we trying to make possible what is our entire goal in the garden? I think we're going to be hitting on a lot of different goals here. I think most people who garden have different goals. So mm-hmm. we have to define what the end game is before we even start. Would you agree? Okay.
0: Yes. Are we are we the full garden or the vegetable well, garden? Or is that what we're determining? Okay.
1: So – Here's a few things that came to my mind that goals that people might have. Um, I think for some people, I think we saw this particularly in COVID um, when Mm -hmm. gardening just went crazy. Um, People, I think, were trying to skill up. They were genuinely trying to learn a new skill. I don't know how to do this. I want to know how to do something new. (laughs) I want to know how to do this. And this seems like a thing people do. So is the goal of your garden to learn new skills? Or another goal would be to fill the pantry. Another goal could possibly be to expose yourself or expose your children to just nature. You know, we kind of just need a place Mm -hmm. to go. We need something to do out there. We need to get our hands dirty. And I think whoever's listening, If you want a garden, if you have a garden, you have to ask these questions. And every gardener does almost every year. What am I planting and
0: why am I planting it? Right. And this is, I think, really important to not to be inspired by other gardeners, but you have to make uh, the decision for yourself. Because it will... um, affect every move you make it will affect your start date it will affect your supplies it will affect the uh type of like you know there's long storage Uh cabbage you know like it's going to affect the seed selection so it's a good question it's a really good question everybody's needs are going to be different some people like you said they just want to try something new they want a place to go so their kids can experience uh plucking a strawberry from the vine and enjoying it warm from the summer sun Mm -hmm. Some people really want to be able to preserve everything for a year. Others just want a fresh salad. They have no interest in in making it last all winter right. long. Right. Right. So it's a it's a great first question because it will affect every everything. move. And if we're talking about being yeah. prepared, well, prepared for what?
1: Am I right. prepared to dr- eat really good produce because that's my goal? <laughs> Am I prepared yeah. like um, with crops that I can store? Am I prepared mm-hmm. to be really patient and maybe a little bit more loosey-goosey with things because I know my kids are going to be really involved? Like, you have mm-hmm. to work backwards. And yes. we use the term garden really broadly,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: there are so many different types of gardeners. There's mm-hmm. more, like, survivalist gardeners, you know? There's, like, Monty Don, okay? Like mm-hmm. hi- just that really highly groomed and curated beauty. I mean, there's they, they span the globe <laughs> of possibilities. And so, again, I guess really what we can just do is sort of talk about what we're doing in our gardens and sort mm-hmm. of how we prioritize that. Um, I think a great example of this is I have somebody who I know who sort of started to just go down the like hey we need to be prepared and what's that going to look like and you know as these things snowball especially when you start participating in sort of this online conversation um the culture yeah and then all of a sudden it became russia and then it became you know god god forbid like nuclear weapons like it went into this whole thing black you know what i mean right yeah yeah people can have their own opinions i don't care about that but it really spiraled and it got very overwhelming to her because she's like, okay, but what am I supposed to be prepared for? Like, how do you prepare for, you know? She started to panic. Right. And finally, she just asked herself the question, to what ends am I doing these things? To what, she was particularly working on her food storage. Uh, To what end am I storing food? Am I storing food for 30 years of bunker living? Am I storing food for, what is the point? And where she sort of dialed back to was like, okay, I'll tell you, I finally like figured it out. What I'm trying to do is buffer the increased prices at the store because they're on a fixed income. And so the Mm -hmm. rising prices of groceries had her very concerned. And once she Mm -hmm. settled on this is my goal, then it became very easy. She knew when to shop for things when they were on sale. She knew what sorts of foods she needed to be focusing on because you know Mm -hmm. there's certain foods that tend to – get go higher when times like this happen yeah all those kinds of things and um but she had to work backwards she had to settle on the end game and then that sort of mapped Mm -hmm. out the path that she was to take um Mm -hmm. so i think i think that's really important to consider and also i want to (laughs) say and i don't mean to like burst anybody's bubble when i say this but if your goal is to buffer prices it might be better to find a local supplier than to have your own garden. Would you agree? No. Really? I mean. Let's talk about food that.
0: Food is frigging expensive. But it's so like, I mean, I under, like, yes, it's a, a CSA or something is going to, you know, be a little bit more affordable, but. Nothing beats a dollar seventy nine pack of seeds that grow you. Yeah, but it's it's not just that. Cuz a lot
1: of times it's irrigation, it's piping, it's compost,
0: tools. No, yeah, but
1: that's that's
0: all that kind of that's stuff. That's only for people that are taking it to You don't have to start like that. If I mean, I I started with some dirt, I with a sod scraper and a rake and I used the dirt that was underneath, mm-hmm. you know? That's there is still food that's going to grow in the worst of circumstances, the worst of yeah, conditions. Certain, yes,
1: yeah, certain foods. But to yeah. grow, like, the amount that you would need to buffer a normal family's consumption from the grocery store, you need a lot of land. It's a lot of work. I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying mm-hmm. um, you might want to prioritize, let's say, your space for growing tomatoes or growing peppers or things that tend to be more expensive, um, but like squash, usually you can find on a good deal, like at the farmers market oh, yeah. for like no. thirty-nine okay, cents so we a can, pound. Let's have that
0: conversation. Cause like But like here, for example, a head of lettuce, a head of crappy wilted romaine lettuce, or like, you know, the three pack yeah. bag, it's like four dollars. Well, my kids love salads. Like I can I could use two and a half of those bags mm-hmm. if we wanted to eat a like salad based mm-hmm. meal. And if I fed that to them, and that's, they would do that every day. Like, they love salads. So mm-hmm. that, you can't, you know, if you s- lay some lettuce seeds and you're trimming them off, like, you, pound for pound, it's way cheaper to buy the seed. Mm-hmm. So I think it, it depends on it the just vegetables. Depends. Squash is ridiculous. Yeah. It takes 36 square yeah. feet to get two fruits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's a joke. That's all I'm
1: saying is like do, do work backwards. Yeah. If your goal is mm-hmm. to save money, it's worth considering what crops you have the space to grow, maybe ones you already have the infrastructure to grow, you know? Mm-hmm. And just just be accountable cuz gardening it's not like it's not
0: free. It's not. It's not free. So yeah, just consider that. Those things you know, and then there's there's also a technique to like going Big up time. Anytime you can grow up yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's good. You know, in your backyard yeah. or whatever. But yeah, there's certain things that are just gonna be a waste. It's not it's not worth it. It is it's better just to pull over, you know, go out to the farm farm country and they'll put all the squashes out on the corner like free exactly dollar each Mm -hmm. or you know absolutely
1: Mm -hmm. for the past three years i've encouraged women in their kitchen with new whole food recipes and instructional cooking videos if you've been needing a little more pep in your step when it comes to cooking delicious food i want to personally invite you right now to join the elliott homestead cooking community visit cook.the dot com to get started As a cooking community member, you will get five farm fresh inspired recipes each month created from my farm kitchen and delivered straight to you. I'll also send you an instructional video to go along with those recipes so that you can learn new skills and begin to enjoy new dishes and flavors. Together we'll cook dishes like chicken milanaise, plum and marzipan bread pudding, homemade harissa with summer vegetables, barley and wild mushroom salad, Sourdough English muffins, caramel apple cake, wine poached pears with blackberries and bay, and so much more. The cooking community is a place of inspiration and community where you can visit with other home cooks on our circle group or simply enjoy the bountiful recipes that you'll find each month in your mailbox or inbox. Visit cook.theelliothomestead.com Right now, choose the membership package that's right for you and let's get cooking. Homemaker Chic listeners, you've heard us talk about it, but now is the time to take the next step in your grocery shopping, real food pantry stocking journey by doing your monthly shopping with Azure Standard. Right now, we want you to visit bit.ly forward slash and get shopping. Azure Standard is a family-owned, organ-based whole food grocer that delivers all around the United States each month. They'll connect you with a local drop-off point in your
0: area, and then the fun really starts. That's right, Shay. So visit bit.ly forward slash As Build a cart full of the products that you need to run your home and kitchen. From cleaning products to plant starts to spices to dry goods, fresh produce to baking supplies, and everything in between. This is how we stock our refrigerators and pantries each month. Azure has exceptional offerings at a fraction of the cost of your local specialty markets or health food stores. Visit bit.ly forward slash Azure Shake right now and bring the fun back into your kitchen and pantry. Okay, so in your garden, Mm -hmm. what's
1: your objective this year?
0: My objective is, you know, we have our new advertiser, the freeze dryer. Yes. My my objective is better. Storage okay. post prep. Like post post op. That's my <laughs> my my main goal this year because um I'll bring in a big glut of something and then I'll only get to half of it. You know, I lost I did half my peppers I fermented and stuff last year, and then the other half I just yep. I didn't get to them. By the time you go to them in the cooler, they've got mold on them, you know? Nothing makes me feel like a loser, like rotten food. Yep. I can't stand it. So I'm super geeked about. About our new um harvest rate. Mm-hmm. So can I say a note
1: on that? Really? Yes, fast please. To the people sure. listening, genuinely, if your goal is to preserve food, I know it's tough, but if there's any possible way that you can invest in a freeze dryer, go in on one with yeah. friends together. Right. Go in on one with your it, mom. That's a great and idea. And share Shay. it. Because here's the great thing about freeze drying. Uh mine holds five trays. Mm-hmm. You don't need to wait until you've got 75 pounds of tomatoes and eight hours free to throw down on some tomato preserving. And to me, that's where canning really gets me because I'm like, either recipes are like, oh, that's cute. It uses two cups of fruit and I've got 60 pounds of peaches. Or Mm -hmm. the alternative is I've got 150 pounds of tomatoes that I just had to take off the vines. And I don't have no, twelve hours to do that.
0: Yeah. It or is. the annihilation of the kitchen. Yes, <laughs> or, you know, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm so super, that's I'm so excited mm-hmm. about it. I just it is more like so a like little. we're freeze drying eggs right now. Yep. My chickens just went berserk. We cannot keep up with the eggs. Yep. There's so many. I can't who wants an egg? You want an egg? Eat eggs, 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 teas, trembled eggs, you know, like yes. so. freeze drying. Yes. And it works awesome, you guys. It's so cool. And then I'm prepared for next, for this fall when they all molt and I want to butcher all of them because I hate them so much. Yeah. 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 Because they're not putting out. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. It's It's so cool. It's, I Mm -hmm. I had a
1: huge talk with my cooking community call on this. This was the topic of the conversation because. Okay. um, Here's the other thing really gets my goat just in terms of like food a big part of why we grow food here is because i'm a snob about produce and taste yeah and i i want to awesome. eat the best food that's yeah. my that's one of my goals. i want to eat the best food i can for as long as i can and it mm-hmm. bothers me that when a lot of times when we're talking about preserving food you're adding a ton of honey or sugar both of which are resources. Or you're adding a load of vinegar, which changes the taste, or you're fermenting, Mm -hmm. which also changes. The quality just goes down. It's not always what I want. Like, I can only eat so much pickled asparagus. You know, it becomes like, that's cute, but that's like not going to sustain me,
0: (laughs) my piece of pickled
1: asparagus. Mm -hmm. Um, The thing about freeze dryer food is like, it's genuinely the exact same food and you add liquid, water, and it becomes back to what it was. It's mm-hmm.
0: magic. And, magic and it's amazing. So I think that's a great goal. And yeah, so that's my goal. My, yeah. my, that's my main goal is actually really once the food is out of the garden. Yeah. Um, in the garden, um, I'm on point, you know, there's certain things I'm on, like I'm on point with, I'm on point with the onions. I need to grow about a thousand cause I use a couple a day, Yep, you know, and, um, There's, uh, you know, I need to. I figured out last year I was growing too many leeks, so I dialed it back. And now all winter long, I've had just the right amount of leeks for soups and everything. Um, I think I need to grow more tomatoes. So um, I'm working on that. Would like to get our greenhouse up this spring, but it won't be up in time to. Mm -hmm. It'll probably be like a late spring, summer project. So I think I'm just going to get one of those big honking plastic walk in ones and stake it down really good in the new garden. And grow all my peppers and tomatoes and cukes in there, Mm -hmm. and see if I can get like the best harvest I ever have. Because Northern Wisconsin does not—I have not—I don't know how other gardeners around here do it, but I have not been like as successful as I was three or four hundred miles south. Mm -hmm. So that's that's a definite goal because that's food we consume a lot of. Mm -hmm. So, how many cabbages do you grow? not enough okay yeah
1: so we grow fresh we grow um chinese cabbage for kimchi Mm -hmm. and then we grow a fresh purple and a fresh green which means we need to eat them now and that's also what i use to make sauerkraut
0: Mm -hmm.
1: then we grow a storage red and a storage green which we just store as like whole heads in a cold room
0: Mm -hmm. is that how you do it too no you're better at it than i am like i i don't ever order enough variety okay i should talk to you about that I okay don't, i don't i don't ever think to get like a fresh like a fresh red and a fresh a storage red for mm-hmm. example it just always ends up being like whatever we didn't eat goes to storage okay
1: yeah there are some varieties that store really well so again something to be aware of if I almost buy for almost every
0: seed I select I select with the word storage <laughs> in it because just to cover all my bases. Totally. Stores well. I'm like sold. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah. yeah, everyone. Pelleted,
1: sold, stores, sold. <laughs> I know. I'm such ai feel like such a snob when I buy pelleted seed, but I it's so nice.
0: <laughs> Friends pelleted Maybe is Maybe I'm getting uh, uh, old. It, It's like your seed looks like a Tic Tac. Yeah. So, like seeds that you like a beet seed, where if you drop it in the garden, you're swearing because you can't even see them. You think, "Oh, I'll look down and I'll see right where the seeds fell." Mm-hmm. You can't; they're just gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, the pelleted seed is coated white, like a little piece of candy. It's so amazing. It's and amazing. it's really nice. So, even Junior, uh, just yesterday, he's only five, and he remembers last the last two years he has planted the carrots. So. He remembers that. Yesterday mm-hmm. he said, I'm going to plant the carrots, right? Mm-hmm. And I can do that. I can cut the trough and he can go in with the little tic-tacs and yep. plant the carrots. so much easier Because
1: carrot yep. seeds are practically invisible mm-hmm. when it comes yeah. to actually planting them. Um, we grow about 145 heads of cabbage
0: mm-hmm. every
1: year, which sounds like a lot. Not all of those make it. There's always some that sort of peter out, (laughs) whether in size or they get, like, I'm notorious for, like, raking the beds with a hoe and cutting one's head off. I'm like, well, now that cabbage is dead. Some get lost to pests. Um, But, yeah, I would say on average we probably put up about 30 heads for sauerkraut, probably about 30 heads for kimchi, Mm-hmm. And, of course, eat some fresh and then store I'd like to store somewhere around fifty heads, like have fifty heads yep. in the free- freeze mm-hmm. freeze fridge what the fridge <laughs> goodness gracious yeah um what did say? why why is she doing this um a huge, huge part of why I have my garden is for the mental health of myself mm-hmm. and my my family um my kids, you know, they sometimes gripe about the work that comes along with having our little farm and our gardens and the work that I make them do with harvesting and with helping. But I know they enjoy it. I know because I like I yeah. see these moments that they get to have with the garden, and the interactions that they get to have with the bugs and the, oh, look what's coming up and you know, and they'll go through and just forage off little edible flowers, mm-hmm. and they'll make teas and salads. Oh my and gosh, it's my like, kids are always
0: making like these disgusting concoctions. Always, like, oh, we made a salad of <laughs> chive and yeah, just horrible. Lambs ear, the chive straws. You know, you know, they're drinking lemonade with a chive straw. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love seeing those moments and to me that's a huge part of why we have a garden. So, mm-hmm. we don't just have our garden like let's see how much food we can grow. Um right. if we did, we wouldn't have any flowers. I mean, and yeah. we have invest a ton of time and a ton of yeah. effort into maintaining our flower gardens, which some yeah. of these we use for like herbal sort of remedies, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I always make raspberry leaf tea, chamomile tea, mint tea, so I harvest all that kind of stuff. We make salves for skin. With rose petals and with calendula and, like, all these sorts mm-hmm. of things. Um, why are you smiling?
0: Because you're going to get dogged again for saying salves. Why? Because last time you did What is people it? Well, how do you say
1: it? The the L is silent. Sav? I've mm-hmm. never heard it said that way. Yep. If the L is silent, then why is it in there? I don't know. I've That's never really heard anybody say sav. Okay, I don't like that. I feel uncomfortable saying that. I call it. You can say salve, whatever. I'll say cream. I'm making my own hand cream. I'm Um. making my own hand cream.
0: (laughs) Um, I tell you what, Shay, the herbal aspect. um, When I was uh, expecting for the first time, I bought myself um, the Wise Woman for the Childbearing Years book. Mm -hmm. The herbal aspect of gardening. Like, being some sort of herbal salve <laughs> guru, it intrigues me. I it's, know it would take, like, all day, every day. I, I know, know that it would be, like, a a whole new full-time hobby, like, to really know what to do, to really know what to do with those leaves and how to mm-hmm. actually, you know, my inner Claire just starts going bonkers. I would love to know everything.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It intrigues me so much. Mm-hmm.
1: Two years ago, we planted an herb garden, is what Mm -hmm. a herb garden, also known as a herb garden. (laughs) And (laughs) right now, it just has, you know, probably a dozen different varieties of thyme, a bunch of different varieties of rosemary, of different types Mm -hmm. of oregano and lavender. But just this year, I finally purchased, like, proper like medicinal like cool herbs like the cool yeah. stuff like i don't and i only needed like one i knew i would only need like one or two of each plant uh-huh right um yeah but my idea was if i buy a great herbal remedy book
0: uh-huh. and
1: have that as a resource and i've got the plants in the garden and they're growing then it's a it's something you're allowed to just enjoy and if mm-hmm. again God forbid (laughs) you ever, like, have to completely rely on that. You've sort of Mm -hmm. got the resource there. You're sort of familiar with it already. Mm -hmm. Maybe you have the book, information, whatever it may be. But I'm just so intrigued to explore all these plants that I don't have any experience
0: with. Yeah. Yeah, I have a cart of, I think... I think you sent me a link. Let's say the name
1: of that. uh, Do you remember what the name of that is? I don't.
0: I'd have to go into our text messages and find it. It's hard to find things in our text messages. I know, right? Um, Dang (sighs) it. I'll just just scroll up. You're scrolling, scrolling,
1: scrolling. Yeah, because that was like last week, which is in Angela and Shay text land. That's like, sometimes I just just do this.
0: (laughs) 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 I'm only on Tuesday. (laughs) I've never seen anybody do it that way before. It's a, like a dog in the sand. That's a great Now I'm idea. still only
1: on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the point is if you just search, you know, herbs. The thing is, Isn't it. what
0: was the name if, of that company? If you go to Lowe's,
1: they're going to just have chives. They're going to have oregano. They're going to mm-hmm. have rosemary. Maybe they have catmint, <laughs> you know, but. Right. right. Um, but I'm talking about like other stuff. St. John's War and other yeah, things. Yeah, mallow and like all the, yeah, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Dang it. Uh, Growers Exchange. Oh, there you Found go. Found it. Growers Boom. Exchange. They we should had, charge for that. Uh,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> they had a bunch of great herbs. So I just went through, I kind of read, A, is it a perennial in my zone? Because I don't have any more effort to give to tender things. <laughs> I got more <four sighs> tender children who need me and right. I can't be bringing stuff in all the time. <laughs> No more tenders. <laughs> no more tenders, please. So will you survive? <laughs> more
0: pots lugged in, in and out. I know.
1: I'll do it for tomatoes, but even that's pushing it. I'm like, that's, they're going to be 35 tonight. You'll probably make it. Right. Um, four to two. No, four to two tomatoes. Anyway, um, I'm totally with you on that. Just the mm-hmm. the fun stuff. And, you know, if if you're not quite sure, you can always just, like, dabble in both. Dabble in... um. You know, the style of gardening that you and I both have, which is, hey, there's raspberries and then they're, they're right next to the roses and then there's mm-hmm. chives and strawberries. And, you know, it's all kind of just mismatched together. And right. you can just have a beautiful flower garden and throw in a tomato plant and a couple of pumpkins if you want to. You
0: know, there's... You can underplant your flowers with your lettuce seeds. Yeah. They'll love that. Some do some, like, your pretty flowers and then underplant with a beautiful red lettuce. There you go. Yeah. hmm Yeah. There's there's so
1: many different options. And so mm-hmm. once you kind of have it figured out what you're trying to do, um, then the steps sort of almost are laid for you in a lot of ways. Yeah.
0: I've, I've given this example before, but, like, my sister, you know – she, I'm her big sister, so she sees what I'm doing. It's in, it's still the big sister, like it's intriguing, mm-hmm. but she's figured out over the last couple of years. Like, no, like <laughs> I'm gonna grow things to make a salad. I'm gonna grow things to make salsa. I'm gonna have some chickens, and she and then she started sourcing things out. Like you were saying, she's found lots of farmers in her area. She's got rapport with people. Mm-hmm little Mennonite markets that she goes to, like she's got it all worked out mm-hmm. to cover what she doesn't do at home. And I'll tell you, those farmers, they want to take care of their loyal
1: customers. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they'll take good care right. of you. Those people matter matter to them a lot more than like the single customer who comes every six weeks at the farmer's market. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, yeah. And we've done the same thing. To me, my land is more valuable in some other ways. We have found an amazing local farm. They order their meat chickens from the same place we did. They ordered their grain from the exact same mill that we were. They're raising Mm -hmm. them in the exact same way we were. And I'm like, you go ahead. I'll give you my money. You raise those chickens for me. Once a year, I'll come pick up a huge batch. They're happy about it. Because it puts money in their pocket and I am Mm – I know how much work that is. Yeah. And I would rather put that work towards something that's a lot harder for me to get. So it's a lot harder for me to source, for example, really good potatoes actually Mm -hmm. than chicken or all Mm -hmm. the different herbs that I have growing around here that I use for all of ourselves and that kind – of or teas Mm – um, mm-hmm. If I were to go to the farmer's market and buy bouquets of fresh flowers, which brings so much joy and beauty to my life, that would cost me so much money. It would cost me so much more than chicken. <laughs> oh, oh, for sure. Yeah, right? A chicken a week yeah, on and flowers. So, for me, right? like, I'm happy to use that space. You got to prioritize. You, you just mm-hmm. have to. You can't do it all.
0: And I'm happy to, to be able to outsource to places like that. Okay, so here's something I'm looking at. I don't know if I've talked to you about this. Like we, so because we're like up on this island thing, uh, like the grocery store is the last stop. Okay, they're it's not like they're going on to another city. <laughs> like they're literally the semi turns around and then goes back down. The produce is so bad. Uh, it's it never fails. The lettuce is slimy. You chop over open an onion, it's rotten on the inside. It's just nasty. And if that makes – maybe I'm a snob, a food snob, because I like really good produce. It's just gross. I can't do it. So I'm curious. There's this new thing because, you know, the Instagram gods are always listening to you. (laughs) You mention that and it shows up on your Instagram feed. It's so creepy. But there's this new, like, standing – I don't know if it's hydroponic. It's this white thing. And it says it can grow $800 worth of produce Mm -hmm. a year. It looks very intriguing. Yeah. It has really good reviews. And that does intrigue me for winter for my family. Mm-hmm. I think that would be so cool to walk out to my conservatory and harvest some have lettuce. some food. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't like grow like it says it can grow however many different varieties. I wouldn't do that. I would pick it to like the four things that mm-hmm. that we just can't get fresh. You know, mostly lettuce greens. Yeah. For the middle of winter to fight scurvy, for crying out loud! <laughs> More cabbage in the summer. My uncle had one yeah. of those, and
1: he brought it to us. He used it and loved it all the time. He brought it to us to try, and it just sat up in our barn for like six months till to like I took it back because I didn't want to break it because they're not cheap.
0: So, they're not cheap. Um, no. so I
1: don't know. He loved yeah. it. It almost produced, I think, too much for him. I quite, okay. I questioned. The nutritional aspect, the of, nutrition, because there's like hydroponic. synthetic stuff that you add to the water because it needs okay. nutrients. I mm. I never looked into it because I didn't need to, but maybe yeah. somebody can weigh in on that over on Instagram if you guys have had experience yeah, I'd with love it. that. Because I'm not, because it, it I don't really like that idea.
0: I don't like. No, I don't want to be, uh, you know, adding creepy stuff. Okay, but-
1: this brings up a point I do want to talk about. Okay, and this is probably going to be controversial. <laughs> Oh, brother. <laughs> if your goal, I'm gonna just post a little challenge and see what you think, okay, this is sort of where my mind is though. If your goal is to produce food for your family or yourself, mm-hmm. you got a little bit of land, or maybe that's your goal. We talk to a lot of people whose goal is to to find a homestead, something to work some some piece of land to mm-hmm. work, I think. If I had it to do – okay, how do I want to say this? Um, okay. Sorry. I'm trying to think about the best way to say this. Yeah. If that is your goal, the fastest, best, easiest, and most efficient way to get there by mm-hmm. far is animal products.
0: <sighs> okay. This is along the lines of the conversation we had a few weeks ago. Yeah. I'm still pound thinking about it. I'm so- I, I, I hashed it out with Joel the other day. I'm like, listen to this. I've been chewing on this for a while. Yeah. Listen to this. Yeah. So it's my really- point
1: is, okay. if my goal is rising prices at the store, I can mm-hmm. live pretty dang well without spinach. I can live without kale. I can live without cucumbers. In fact, I can live without mm-hmm. salad. Because foraging for greens is possible almost everywhere. Mm-hmm. So maybe I don't have a garden for any of that stuff. And we get used to having corn and we have tomatoes. And we have all these beautiful things. And praise God for that provision. Mm-hmm. But if you're looking at this, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, because I, if I was, I wouldn't have, like I said, I wouldn't have any flower gardens. But if you're looking at this purely as a, I need to produce a lot of my food. I need to be able to, like, eat off the land. You know, I need to be able to cut ties with the supermarket. Um you need animals and stay alive. You need animal strong. products. You are not you need animal products. going. Yeah. You need liver. You need eggs. You need raw Man milk. Man cannot live by
0: broccoli alone. <laughs> you Sorry. need red
1: no. meat because you yeah. can live on that and some forage nettle tea, and you're going to be fine.
0: Um, yes, the majority not vice of people, versa.
1: but not yeah. vice versa. And we put yeah. so much effort into. Our vegetable, we read our broccoli. Patch. We eat our broccoli, and it's like great. Th- those three calories are really nice. Seven heads, and I'll tell ya, you, yeah. I'm sorry. Like I, I'm not saying this in any kind of mean way, but like if you want to like live off your land, you are 100 not going to be able to be vegan. It's there is no amount you would have to have so much space and machinery to grow the protein that you would need. So we're just looking at calories. Mm. What could sustain my family if the grocery store shelves are empty? And i again, I'm not trying to sound alarmist, I'm just saying if this is your goal, you could yeah, you could yeah. skip the whole produce section. there's wild apple trees, you know, like everywhere you go, you can oh, you yeah. can kind of source some of this stuff mm-hmm. it does come down to animal products, so that is a huge like our meat is a huge priority for our farm mm-hmm. for one, meat at the store is. Way expensive, way more expensive than it is to, for us to raise it by ourselves, and we're raising a much better product.
0: Yeah, the yeah the stuff at the store is mm-hmm. not ideal. It's not ideal. Yeah. So
1: anyway, just food for thought. If you're food for thought, if you're thinking, how do I utilize this space? Maybe some of the best way for you to utilize your space, or, um, you know, when I was in Alabama and I didn't have any space for a garden. I put an SOS out to the community and I was like, hey, I need a little patch of land. If anyone has Mm -hmm. a yard, a little corner of some unforgotten place, I'll come claim it, please. I'll pay Mm -hmm. you in produce. Um, If I had that to do over again, I probably would have put a couple laying hens on it and maybe like some small meat ducks or some meat rabbits, you know, something that there's a lot of bang for your buck there nutritionally. You can't beat it.
0: Right. Right. Well, too, and it's a little bit more cyclical in that this is why I love raising pigs. I love it when everything is working for me. So, yes, I can put my food scraps on my compost pile and a year and a half from now, I can add them to my vegetable garden. (laughs) But every scrap of food we have goes to our chickens. And when we have feeders, it goes to the feeder pigs. Yeah. Like every every bite of soggy cereal that doesn't get finished, you know. I, especially now, I might faint my poor kids. I'm like, <laughs> I sound so old school. I'm like, we're not wasting anything. I don't want to see any scraping into the garbage can of anything. That's feed what I the love animals. about animals. It's like you feed them with the scraps, whether it's garden scraps or soggy Cheerios, they feed you. Yep. I
1: actually wrote pig on my list. If I had to prioritize a meat animal.
0: Pig. For sure. Pig.
1: pig. Because. Is it great if they can free range? Yeah. But you can keep them in a pretty small pen. Um, and mm-hmm. I love, if you want to go watch the series, Wartime Farm
0: on YouTube, it's about... It, that's a really good... Uh, it's a good one, Shay. It's, it's <laughs> yes. so
1: good. And it um it answers and helps guide a lot of these questions. It's about farmers during World War II in Britain and what they were asked to do and had to do for the government. And yes. I just... The importance of pigs... In terms of nutrition for the army, mm-hmm. was extraordinary, and you guys will glean so much amazing information from that. But it literally takes something that's inedible and turns it into an incredibly nutrient dense food. I think about all mm-hmm. these. I love to watch the show alone. the survival show, and I one
0: thing love
1: you do that show.
0: <laughs> yes, like a crackhead. <laughs> next episode. Next episode. And, I, you know, me, I'm scrappy. I always fancy, like, I could survive anywhere. But when they get down to, like, that 50 below. But there was the one guy that built that rock house. Mm-hmm. He won, he was a winner. He won. Mm-hmm. The one that, like, jumped on one of those buffalo. Remember that? Mm-hmm. When he, like, jumped on him. Yeah. But it's the food. But it's, it's the, the fat. Thing. Okay, I'm interrupting you. But I know what you're going to say. The thing about that show is how they address meat. And fat. And how they look. At the fat. Yes. Fat. They <gasps> see it. The fat. You need it's all about the fat. Fat.
1: You can it, um, when Jordan shot that moose in Alaska or, you know, up in the way Arctic, he shot mm-hmm. a moose and he killed a moose and he was starving to death because mm-hmm. a wolverine had gotten in and eaten all of the rendered fat from the meat. And so he mm-hmm. had all this meat, but it was a really lean meat. And everybody else was doing rabbits. Again, super lean meat. Fat is life. I mean, it is mm-hmm. genuinely life. And so when I look at like the provision of our farm and what we're looking for, what's giving me fat? The milk, pig. milk, the, the fat, eggs. the rendered the fat. tallow, yep. the lard, the eggs, broccoli, got nothing. <laughs> I love <laughs> right? broccoli.
0: I love and broccoli. I love <laughs> right? my
1: vegetable patch and I love being able mm-hmm. to eat and enjoy these foods. But I have to keep it in balance with I am raising but, four children.
0: Yeah. The, the amount of space you would need to raise broccoli for a year is the same amount of space you need to raise a 300-pound pig. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there's –
1: yeah, there's just a lot more bang for your buck when it comes to animals. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a ton of space, get a dairy goat. Get a, get a mil- uh, dairy sheep. Yeah, milk goat. You know, I mean, sheep milks is delicious. It's so good. I've already decided that when Stu and I don't need a full cow anymore, like when our kids aren't here, I'm just going to get dairy sheep and I'll just milk I them. I think you're instead. nuts. It sounds
0: sheep are. I I love them. The last thing I want to ever do is milk, milk sheep. sheep. <laughs> Reminds me of like yeah, make the fo- meet the foggers. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, i just explore opportunities and 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 set your goals. That's, you know, Mm -hmm. I think that's ultimately what it is. We wanted to, we wanted to be able to produce as much of our food locally as possible because nutritionally we can really control what's in the soil, what's going on it, what's Mm -hmm. being sprayed on it. We can control the taste because we get to choose which varieties that we grow Um, and Mm -hmm. not all varieties are created equal and some don't taste like anything. (laughs) They'll live on your shelf for 11 months, but they don't taste very good. Um, yeah. But a bigger goal than that was like, how can we actually provide our family when we sit down for a meal, we've got a plate of food in front of us. I want to have produced as much of that as possible. And mm-hmm. I know that I'm in the minority here. Like, that's not most people's goal. Most people right, would right. be happy to just have a little herb garden and maybe a tomato plant and and kudos to you. Great. Grow that. Um, but I also know that there's there is a tribe of people out there trying to do this it's important to them and i and i Mm -hmm. i get that it's really important to me too um and i'm really grateful that frankly that our animals get to die by our hand and not somebody else's and it's hard and i cry every time every time every duck every rooster every pig every sheep every cow i cry and that's okay i think it's okay to feel that it's harder than broccoli it is. <laughs> <laughs> Much. <laughs> Poor broccoli. Um, I think that was... Bash and broccoli. I think that was primarily what I wanted to
0: make sure that we cover. Make yeah, sure Yeah, I that think we it's cover. good. I, I like this. So, like, we're working, we're looking at what we... Yeah. What we want to be prepared for, and then we're working backwards. Yeah. We're not comparing ourselves with other people's goals or addressing our own goals mm-hmm. for the space we have and and then focusing Mm -hmm. laser sharp Mm -hmm. in on that
1: and and that's
0: exactly what i think
1: needs to be highlighted is that when when you set your end game when you say to yourself i want to be prepared for xyz i want to be prepared for a delicious summer (laughs) i want to be prepared for bouquets in every room i want to be prepared for providing my family which is with as much food as we can grow as possible Mm-hmm. When you when you just set that your mind on that, you get to rest in that, and so the comparison game kind of stops. Mm-hmm. If I prioritize and said to myself, "I want to prioritize beautiful flowers. I want to make things as beautiful as I can, purely for enjoyment," then when I go to a friend's house for dinner and they say, "Oh, these are eggs from our chickens," or you know, "Here's meat mm-hmm. from our dairy sheep," or whatever, like um, you can kind of rest and be like, "Good for you," right. Great, that's amazing. Instead mm-hmm. of the oh man. Mm-hmm. We don't do any of those things. Yeah. Not funny when we do that to ourselves. There's a lot of rest
0: there. I'm doing that this year. Oh, I'm okay, let me rephrase that. I'm 90% I'm doing that this year. I'm about I'm sure we're about done with time. But with potatoes, for example. Okay. I haven't figured out potatoes here. I've got six inches of topsoil. I've tried what I feel is everything so far, I might just give potatoes a pass this year. Okay. It's the same space that I raise my pigs. I might just get my feeders again because I didn't do pigs last summer. Yeah. I can get my potatoes from Azure. I might just let that go and focus on the things I know I can knock out of the park yeah. and figure out another solution for potatoes yep. later. Yeah. Yes. You know? Yeah. Whether I take that energy and I put it towards bees again because I didn't have bees last year. But yeah, you can't do it all. Something's got to give. And so I'm going to I'm trying this year, like I said, with the freeze dryer this year, I just want to make really wise decisions. If food is just going to keep going up, then I'm going to keep skilling up. I'm going to I'm not going to waste my time. Yeah,
1: And if you're not sure, I would say like settle on like seven, eight crops. Mm -hmm. Like there's a reason I don't go grow kohlrabi. Kohlrabi. And I'm sure it's nice. Yeah. I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure it's it That's why i even sweet corn easy corn to I'm grow. Like,
0: I'm, I'm so glad you can grow sweet corn. Like, I'm just going to buy it at the farmer's market uh-huh. because the deer come uh-huh. and the raccoons come and I'm just not doing yeah. it.
1: You might um, try sweet
0: potatoes. So my sweet potatoes
1: were three, four, five times more prolific than my regular potatoes last year.
0: Yeah, that intrigues me because my kids like And they And you don't mound more.
1: them. Like, they just have a way i didn't do anything to them at all and i pulled them out and i'm and we're still eating from them they store incredibly well so wonderful is it too late to get slips no i get my slips from johnny's i think they probably still have them i'm sure you can find them online um you know they're Mm -hmm. they're frost sensitive so you don't plant them out until late like i didn't plant mine out until june i really wanted to make sure it was warm okay didn't do anything else Cool. They were amazing, so might be worth. righty. might be worth it. Um,
0: all right.
1: Well, I'm all like kind of like hot and like excited now.
0: Uh, yeah. I wish it was hot and exciting outside.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, we appreciate uh, you guys being here with us, and we'll be back here on Monday. Do go visit HomemakerChicPodcast.com. dot com. Check out all our advertisers there. Easy to click buttons right to their websites. All the discount codes are right there so you don't have to remember any of it. All you have to remember is HomemakerChicPodcast.com. All you have to
0: remember is the name of your favorite podcast. Be sure to give us a (laughs) five-star review, subscribe. What we want you to do right now is find the share button on your phone and share this episode with a friend who you think will enjoy it. Help us spread the word about our little podcast will spread all the gardening love and we'll see you guys again on Monday. Sounds good. See you guys then. Cheers. Cheers.